traveling to the Big Apple, remember? He got back. Of course, LaGuardia had a super late uh, delay in flights, uh, so he's kind of slowly slowly easing back to uh, the Chicago scene. In the meantime, we're going to welcome on our first special guest of our podcast. Super big stuff, and I'm really pumped to have him on. Um, so, I'd like to introduce you to Kalen Bryan. He, uh, he's had some, we've had some really good, uh, good uh, camaraderie back at Wilson Sporting Goods with me, so I'd love to hear, um, hear him back <laughs> on our, our daily grind, and uh, so give us, our da- give us this day our daily grind, and let's uh, give a little shout out and a uh, golf clap to uh, Kaylin. So welcome, Kaylin. Uh, you're our first guest. You're our first guest. And uh, there's two. I like. I would do an introduction on you, but you're such. You have such a unique background. I'm just like so excited. I can't even hold it in to like even speak properly about you. Uh, so I like. Well, I like you. I like you. Tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Um, he's actually located in Charlotte, North Carolina. So uh, we're we're making this work through another t- time zone. So uh, Kaylin, let's let's hear about let's up, hear about up. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's. An honor to be on your podcast here. Um, I listened to last week's and it was super cool, super inspirational, and um, it's just an honor to be a part of this. Um, but just a little bit about myself. Um, I mean, I can go back to when I was born from my mom or what. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, um, I went to college in North Carolina State University here in Raleigh, born and raised. Um, I graduated North Carolina State and got a job offer up in EcoLab at, in Illinois. Mm-hmm. Joliet, Illinois, to be specific. Um, then I was uh, in logistics right there for a year. And then I finally had the green job at Wilson Sporting Goods, where I met KJ. Yeah, <laughs> that's where that's where our friendship began. Right, at Racket <clears throat> Sports. Um, my degree's in supply chain, so I've always been in supply chain positions. Um, so I was at Wilson for three years or three and a half years. And then I left there and got an opportunity to move back to North Carolina. Um, still in supply chain at Lowe's Home mm-hmm. Improvement, their corporate office here in Mooresville. Um, Mooresville. So, yeah, Mooresville. <laughs> a lot of people, a lot of people don't know what that is. So I was telling my living Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Um, Mooresville is about twenty minutes outside of North of Charlotte. Um, so it's a pretty quiet town, unique um, in its own way. Not very busy. It's beautiful out here. The weather is nice. Way better than Chicago. Um, <laughs> but I do. I miss the city life for sure. Um, but just a little bit about me other than um, my profession. I am an inspiring entrepreneur um, mm-hmm. through YouTube, um, as well as affiliate marketing, um, as well as you know, drop shipping. I've done a lot of different things from an entrepreneurial standpoint. Sure, yeah. Um, Can you tell our listeners what like a, a, an affiliate marketer is and like how yeah. do you utilize um, videos and stuff on YouTube? Right, so affiliate marketing is basically, you're basically a salesperson. 
um, but not you don't have to be salesy. You don't have your own product. All you're doing is you are finding a product that a particular audience needs, and with that product, is, there's a program that's commission-based. So when you sell that product or when you, when you promote that product to an audience that needs it and that audience buys it, you get a commission off of it. So that's, that's basically what affiliate marketing is. Affiliate, um, Amazon has an affiliate marketing program. I believe Best Buy has one. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of other different marketplaces like um, your listeners may not know this, but like ClickBank and JVZoo, there are a lot of um, affiliate marketing offers out there mm-hmm. in the marketplace right now that you can promote. If, if you're in tennis, you can go on ClickBank and you can find a product to promote to your tennis audience on your podcast or to people who need some inspiration or any or fitness on your podcast and if they purchase that you get a commission off of whoever purchased using your specific link so that's a, that's the gist of a, a affiliate marketing sure um but with my youtube my youtube channel mm-hmm. what i do is i use that as free traffic because as you know youtube you don't really have to you don't have to pay anything to make a video and post it on youtube and get traffic and get an audience to your video if you make good content, if you make content that your particular audience likes to eat, they're going to view it. And as, and as they view that video, they'll go down to your link in the description and be like, oh, he has a nice product here that he's promoting. Let me check it out. And they'll check that link out and they say, oh, I like this product. They'll buy it. And you get paid. And that's exactly how um, I'm trying to start making money passively through YouTube yeah. and affiliate marketing. Yeah. So hopefully that wasn't too confusing. No, um, that, that's really that's really great. When did you first start doing um, these uh, influencer videos? Yeah, so I started um, like two years ago, but last year is when I really got serious with it. Um, I, I was looking at a lot of other YouTubers out here making like thousand dollars a day, ten thousand dollars a month. And I'm trying to figure out well, how in the world are they doing it? Um, because one thing that kind of lit a fire under my ass. Excuse my language. <laughs> was um, like people like um, Dave Ramsey, um, like uh, Warren Buffett. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know about Oprah Winfrey, but these millionaires out here, yeah. they they did not become millionaires and billionaires from a nine to five job, or they didn't become millionaires and billionaires from a single mm-hmm. source income. You know, they have multiple streams of income that are making them money while they sleep, which is passive income. So I was like, wow. If they can do that, I can do it too, kind mm-hmm. of a sense. I mean, they didn't, they didn't start where they are now, so they had to start from something. Um, so I was like, all right, let me, let me try to find someone who is successful at making passive income. That's why I went on YouTube and started studying two years ago. Um, and I was like, oh, I can do this. Um, and I started like a year ago being very, you know, passionate about it and kind of, kind of working harder than I did two years ago. But um, it is definitely a grind. It mm-hmm. definitely takes patience, especially with free um, YouTube marketing, uh, because you have to learn SEO, you have to learn ranking, and then you have to learn a lot of stuff to get some good traction on your mm-hmm. content. Um, and it takes a long time to get, you know, $10,000. Some people are making $30,000 a month oh, wow. with, mm-hmm. with this business um, strategy or this business uh, uh, what this business structure. Yeah, the, uh, so, yeah, the uh, so old- like. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Yeah, like the overall uh, the overall format of, of the right. business. 
like how do you how do you learn um like the different basics and how to how to grow it or more advanced techniques did you kind of just search online did you go to like conferences um you reach out to other people in the industry yeah so i really followed youtubers because i knew i wanted to use youtube as my traffic source Mm -hmm. so i follow other youtubers who are successful at getting a lot of views getting a lot of subscribers and who are also using affiliate marketing to make money so there's a lot of a lot of videos out there on YouTube saying one guy in particular, his name is Joshua Elder. He's mm-hmm. the one who really I, I kind of really started with and kind mm-hmm. of learned about the whole process. Um, he's a YouTuber. I mean, he started he had like three channels at one oh, time wow. mm-hmm. and he was only doing affiliate marketing. And all he was doing was reviewing products like he would buy a product on Amazon, like a camera here, review that camera mm-hmm. on YouTube and then people. You know, but like like you and I sometimes, mm-hmm. before we make a big purchase, we'll go and research that product. Like, let's, let's look at the reviews, mm-hmm. let's see what it was good at, what it's not good at. Uh, and, we, and if we look on YouTube, that YouTuber, if they suggest that product, they'll have a link in the description, and then mm-hmm. you'll buy that product and they get paid. So Joshua Elder was doing the same thing. He was buying a product, mm-hmm. he was testing it out, and then giving a review on YouTube, and people who saw his review purchased through him because he gave an honest clear mm-hmm. review on that product yeah. and he make money from it so i followed him um and I'm, I'm still following him to this day he also has a mentorship program they cost money for sure like thousands of dollars oh, wow. yeah to, so it's a lot of money and it's just like going to college all over uh, this is what college does not teach you so mm-hmm. anybody out here listening and you're thinking about going to college you do not have to i'm not saying college is bad or wrong mm-hmm. you shouldn't do it but there are other ways for you to make millions of dollars without having a college degree. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is be resourceful and learn and, you know, just figure out how you can get there. Write your goals and write an action step to getting to your goals. And don't forget to take action because you can have goals, but goals without action is like a wish. <laughs> so mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, something to work towards and something to check check mark off the list or right. um, keep, keep on exactly. grinding at it. That's that's great. Do, do you foresee this, I guess, industry or this kind of um, these programs expanding now? This is pro- this is really hot right now, um, hot topic, and yeah. there's more more people doing it. Right, right. I, I see that it is getting um, there's a lot of people coming into this this space, um, and it's making it harder. The barriers of entry, I guess, if you will, mm-hmm. are getting high because so many people are picking up on this business model and saying, oh, I want in on the cash. Um, like for example, Shopify drop shipping. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was huge like five years ago, but now as more people get into it, you know, it's starting to become dwindled down and being hard, harder to get a piece of the pie, so to speak. Um, but I still think there's a lot of opportunity out there for you know, 10, 20 years down the line. Mm-hmm. It's just all about being unique in the marketplace. Um, with the content that you push out um, in front of your audience, you know, mm-hmm. making something that your audience has not seen before or that resonates with your audience and that makes you stand out. I mean, you can make just as much as money or it's not all about the money. It's, it's doing stuff you're passionate about, you mm-hmm. know, because um, yeah. one thing is, if you, like, for example, me, my YouTube channel that I have now, to be honest, I'm not really passionate about it. I know about I am passionate about it, about doing the process. Mm-hmm. I'm not that passionate about sharing the content with a specific audience. Um, so that makes it hard getting up here and posting a video every day 
or once a week when I really don't want to post a video about it. I just want to do it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, you know, as long as you're passionate about something, get out there and share your passion with other people and you'll figure out a way to make money with it. I mean, if it's if it, like like tenants, if it's tenants, mm -hmm. you can coach. You know, you can yeah. find one, mm -hmm. one person in your neighborhood that wants to learn how to play tennis and you can make money from that. And then they'll get another friend and they'll get another friend. And next thing you know, you have a whole tennis community, yeah. your whole tennis facility that you're teaching in your area, you know, so it starts from somewhere, but it needs to start with the passion for sure. Yeah, start with the passion. And uh, listeners that are following us right now, as you can tell, Connor and I have talked on our previous episodes. Uh, yeah, just do something that you're passionate about. And what Kayla mentioned too, have, have short goals or have steps leading up to accomplish those goals. And keep right. keep on working towards them because there's great results that happen with it, and then you gain confidence, you motivate others, and inspire inspire communities around you to do really great things in the world. Whether right. it's uh, for money, without money, or even you know providing resources or different things that people have access to, it's it's such a great thing. And we're doing a lot of things in the world, and we're hoping to inspire a ton of people. Um, really great, really great stuff. Let's let's backpedal a little bit, Kaylin. So, supply chain, supply chain. What got you into into that uh, area of business? And uh, yeah, can yeah. You, yeah, jump in. So, with supply chain, you know, I've always told people like when I'm interviewing for jobs, that's what's one of the questions I always get. Well, why supply chain? Why not finance? Because my my degree is in business administration, but I concentrated in supply chain. Um, and I tell them supply chain really focuses on processes and steps mm -hmm. um, and I always like to get better I always like to figure out how things can improve and you you generally can do that in any you know career because um, there's always room for improvement no matter what you do but I just felt like supply chain was sophisticated enough and kind of like process driven enough for me to you know kind of stick with it and be passionate about it mm -hmm. um, it's challenging for sure, has mm -hmm. a lot of Definitely. moving parts mm -hmm. um, that also makes it not boring. So that's one, another mm -hmm. thing that really you know intrigued me about supply chain. Um, and another thing, I'm just going to be honest, it, yeah. it pays well. Mm -hmm. Supply chain pays well, um, especially when warehouse. You know, a lot of people don't like warehouse jobs, mm -hmm. but in a warehouse environment, especially warehouse management environment, you get paid very well, some good money. Mm -hmm. um, so. You know, those are th those are like three things: the pay, um, the process improvement aspect of it, and mm -hmm. then it's challenging. You know, I wouldn't get bored if I'm going to do this for 20, 30 years. I don't want to do something that's boring, right? Um, yeah, so, you yeah, you want to do something that's interesting, and then you you kind of right. look look forward to doing something different every day. Exactly, exactly. Um, I will say sometimes it, it, it has its downfalls, um, and, and it has its cons, um, but. It's a good field. I think it's a good field to get into, and it's not going anywhere. You know, supply chain is what helps businesses make money. Without a mm -hmm. good supply chain, your business is not making money, right? You can't get a product on the shelf. Mm -hmm. You can't get it sourced from wherever. If it's even if it's in the United States and you're a business in the United States, you have to get it from your vendor to your you know retail store or your mm -hmm. doorstep to sell to your customer. So you have to have some type of supply chain process in order to make money. And let the and, and in order for the world to, you know, to turn basically. So yeah, supply not going anywhere either. Mm -hmm. So job security is is another aspect that's really important in supply chain. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, supply chain. There's always always a need for that in a in a company. 
yeah, there's sure. multiple people touch points along the way to make sure you get that, I don't know, Gatorade or whatever else that you, you use on right. a daily basis um, in your hands and able to use. Uh, mm. So, yeah, speaking of Gatorade. And the sales, yeah. and sales of commercial guys, you know, you got to work with those people. <laughs> yeah. <You know>? yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, so Kayla and I, um, I'm, my background's finance at Wilson. Uh, Kaylin was more supply chain. Um, so we, we interacted a lot in, in a business setting, and that's true for a lot of companies in the U.S. and globally, too. Um, we, also, we also touched together on, on tennis. <clears throat> yeah. So uh, uh, I'm trying to think of our history back in the day. Uh, a couple, couple years ago, uh, tennis court, I think uh, <laughs> I, was, I was the first, first uh, hitting partner with, with Kaylin after work sometime. And, uh, yes, actually, you were. Yeah, and I actually... Uh, Myself, I'm passionate about, as you guys know, having a nonprofit and hosting different charitable events, tennis tournaments, and Kaylin was actually my first Wilson uh, uh, player at one of my tournaments. So uh, this and I sucked. (laughs) No, don't say that. Really good, really good player. He's he's being modest, you guys. Uh, So. I'm just going to kind of recap of what I did last weekend. So I had my Milwaukee tennis tournament and then also that pickleball tournament. Both of them were a huge success. We were able to uh, play all the matches before the rain on that Saturday. And then also pickleball. We were a little bit humid, but staying hydrated with Gatorade. We had Hammer Nutrition sponsor us. Really good turnout. Uh, this weekend, uh, I'm hosting the one in Chicago Play It Forward, which Kalen was actually a part of. Uh, a couple of years ago, his debut in 2017. So, Kaylin, <laughs> jump it, jumping in. <laughs> so, so jumping into tennis, like, what's your? Uh, tell us what you do. Like you mentioned, you you still play tennis out in Charlotte, and you yeah. play singles, doubles. Yeah, I play. I I don't play as much as I did like when I was playing with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't found that as many people because I'm I just like I just moved here in January, so it's just month eight. Um, but I have met with a couple people and I just hit singles right now, you know, no doubles, um, just singles. I still have my friends in Raleigh that I, where I grew up with, um, that I don't, I go down and visit in Raleigh three hours away. Mm-hmm. I do play with them. Um, so my tennis game is still okay. I mean, I'm breathing like super heavy. <laughs> I'm super out of shape, but I love the game. Mm-hmm. Um, catch I was, I'm going to ask you about pickleball though. Yeah, like, definitely. A, a lot of, a lot of younger the younger generation don't really like pickleball or don't really know about pickleball right it's really an older sport but it's, it's super fun all right mm-hmm. yeah super super fun um this term i had this past sunday i had uh two different divisions i had a mixed combo one so i combined um like our beginner intermediate with we had a few advanced teams come in um i did like a pool play for that format so i split them up uh between their skill levels and then they played every team in their, in their pool, and then after they did the pool play, they were either in the gold bracket or the silver bracket. So they are playing for the, the top four spots or the back four spots. On the men's right, division right. side, that was it was just like a round robin, and you played twice. Um, but it was really good turnout. Age level, though, we had, on the men's side, I had a couple like father-son teams. So you had younger, I would say, like high school player um, with the adult. But on the mixed side, I would say average age was above – above our ages so i'd probably say 30s and 30s to 50s roughly so it is a little bit of an older generation sport but i think the reason is because um tennis is more more uh, more stuff on your joints and muscles and uh pickleball as i mentioned before on the previous episode we have it's it's less less movement on the or it's a shorter court so you're not you're not uh 
uh, what's it called, going back and forth a lot laterally, and um, a lot more short shot. But hand-eye coordination, though, you have to have the, regardless if you wear, like, glasses or contacts or not, or if you're old or have had eye surgery, like, you got to know where the ball is. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I would I would say right now, but it's, it's starting to pick up. I think, uh, Wilson, we just created a line of paddles and getting more more of our uh, footprint on, on the courts. But um, across uh, across the U.S., it's really popular down south. And as you know, the, the snowbirds are, are living down there more of the year versus us young guns are entrepreneurs or run our own <laughs> businesses that have limited time to fit in those those pickleball matches or playing you know a couple hours a day or something but yeah sure. it's, it's starting to, it's starting to get there have how about what's yeah what's what's the demographic by you is there like official is there um official pickleball courts or do people have the pop-up nets or you know what i have not seen any down here i haven't there there's there is a um tennis facility not too far from me mm-hmm. and I didn't even see pickleball courts on their tennis courts you know so I don't think there is even a demo, you know a, a, a good uh, audience down here mm-hmm. pickleball I haven't really seen any um, that's sad <laughs> I gotta figure out the looks, figure out the looks from rep is down here should be, put, should be pushed pickleball mm-hmm. <laughs> but no yeah um, it's there's there's not too many uh, listeners who are who who are on the podcast right there. There's not too many pickleball tournaments across the U.S. Um, they're they're starting to grow. Like the one I hosted in Wisconsin, that was probably one of I don't know twenty or thirty they host per year, and they're not all sanctioned. So similar to like the tennis, where it's the U.S. Tennis Association, they have a U.S. APA like a pickleball association. And uh, I know in the Midwest, there's not too many sanctioned tournaments, but definitely like florida texas and california like out west coast that's there's that's where more of the higher higher level competition is um the i would say like the championship matches that were played last last weekend for me those ones were a little bit more more involved you could tell strategy with uh the different formats so when your partner serves you can slide into the court you don't have to be present on the court to start with and um or different movements on if it's if they're favoring the left side more, they're gonna after they return the ball, they're gonna move cross court or something. So mm-hmm. it's it's really interesting. It's it's the the cool thing about it is it's it's a somewhat of a new sport, uh, a newer sport that's that's getting popularity. So you're gonna get um, different videos or trainers or coaches. It's not a hundred percent regulated regulated. I would say they're they're still building up the rule book. I I think um, as as there's more people involved. But uh, yeah, it's definitely a good cross crossover sport from tennis. Um, I would say it's a good crossover sport to anything that you do ha- hand-eye coordination with. So I, I would even say like a baseball player or a golf go- golfer would be would be a good fit. It's it's easy to pick up. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely yeah, definitely interesting tournament wise. It's it's def- it's a definitely new animal in regards to how how the structure is and what what players want and what players uh are expecting to, to get in their in their match play um yeah, yeah so definitely yeah so stay tuned i'm only i only do one pickleball tournament a year so uh you gotta wait until <laughs> next summer johnson is an inspiration in herself <laughs> look he works full-time at wilson sporting goods I'm, I'm pretty sure you told your viewers everything that you do some of it yeah i think right. so we, we don't want to give you work full-time <laughs> 
before I, before I left Chicago, he was full time with the Sporting Goods. He coached at Oakton, um, Oakton College. Tennis, yeah. Community mm-hmm. college, the men's. Did you do the women's too? Yeah, I did the men's and women's. So men's and women's. That's basically both seasons, full mm-hmm. every all year. Mm-hmm. Tennis coach. He also hosts USTA tournaments mm-hmm. for tennis and pickleball, <laughs> right? Yeah. She yep. also runs yep. marathons. <laughs> yep. What else? What else did you? You also you Uber sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Uber Uber's <laughs> a good Uber's a good side business to have. That's. That's right. nice. it's definitely it keeps it keeps you on keeps you on keeps you on your feet or I guess in the car sitting down. <laughs> uh, you travel. You're on yeah. the you're on the USTA on the board, right? Yeah, I'm I'm involved on the USTA national committee, and then also USTA. on on a Midwest level, I'm on the USTA Midwest uh, collegiate committee. So I got a little bit right. of influence or get uh, get to uh, share my feedback um, about college tennis and uh, how to grow the sport on the Midwest level. Uh, I've been I've been in touch. I might be actually teaching a little bit this fall uh, for the Chicago the Chicago district at the the Maggie Daly courts, um, wow. like once a week just to help out players. They're doing more of a cardio tennis, cardio tennis lesson. So it's definitely uh, tennis is I have a love for the game and that's yeah, again sure. that's again when we talk about that that topic of passion. That's something I'm passionate about and love to inspire right. others and hope hopefully hopefully motivate people to to reach for their goals. So, exactly. yeah. and then you just started this podcast. Yeah, so. just started this podcast. So this is actually this has been an idea where working the minds. Uh, when Kaylin used to back, we used to be like uh, desk buddies basically. Um, so I've been I was like talking to him earlier this year as we were talking about goals. Like you know, one of my objectives this year is to start a podcast, and look what yeah. happened. It actually did. So In this the midst is of everything else that you're doing. It's like it's. Just do it. You're, yeah. You're just looking at your life and what you're accomplishing is like, if you're passionate about something or if you want to do something, do it. Stop waiting. Don't procrastinate about it. Plan it out, of course, and do it when it's right. But mm-hmm. just do it and follow it. See it through. You know. Yes. Yeah. Well, well, well said, Kaylin. Yeah. So we're just going to touch a little bit on tennis and some different techniques or different tips Kaylin might have. So being being a past tournament player or even cur- current tournament player right now, like, what's what's like a mindset or going into uh, like if someone's going into their their first match ever in a tournament or they've never had experience before? I had a few people <clears throat> actually today. Um, this was their first tournament ever that they host uh, played in. So yeah, I'd like you to share with our yeah. listeners kind of how to how to gain confidence or what to to you know. How to prep? How to prep for these things? Right. Um, so, one of the big things, like for me, would be um, don't let things get in your head too much. You know, if you practice, if you know the basics of the game, stick to the basics and swing. Don't be too timid. Don't be too tight. Just play your game and not the other person's game. I know it's a lot in one, but. Uh, just go out there, and the main thing is go out there and have fun. Because usually mm-hmm. when we're having fun, we're loose, we're not tight. Go out there and have fun, and just stick to what you know. Um, don't look at what the other person's doing on, on the other side of the net. Just play your game, and stay out of your head. Just stay mm-hmm. out of your head, because it's, you're not going to win. You're going to be like Serena Williams in a, in a, in a 2019 final, or 2018 Wimbledon yeah. final. Mm-hmm. Every final that she's played in, she's lost because she's just in her head. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, stay clear, 
stay focused, but stay out of your head. Yeah, sure. De- yeah, definitely. Tennis is a both physical and mental sport. Um, yeah. K- Kaylin touched on a big uh, key thing there. You have to just be aware of your surroundings or just kind of stay focused and uh, do what you do best. You know, um, utilize the strengths that you have and then uh, build off. Uh, I would say to add on to, to his tip, uh, I guess, attack the weaknesses of the person across from the net. Um, if, yeah, they're, if they're struggling in, in a different area and you're doing well, let's say if they're struggling on uh, short shots and you're doing well on the forehand, so hit use, uh, set yourself up to hit that forehand uh, short shot to, to win those points or set yourself up to to right. finish finish the point or hit it overhead or something. Um, right. So, yeah, just kind of build, uh, kind of make, I wouldn't say make a list, not to get super complicated, but know know um know what you're good at and how how to utilize that utilize your resources so uh yes yes speaking speaking of serena i saw i don't know if you're following uh montreal uh the montreal uh tournament out there she's playing quarterfinals against uh naomi osaka and she actually beat serena beat her in two sets uh i think yesterday the day before uh it was like six three six four so I think on that one, I don't know if you got a chance to see highlights or anything. No, I haven't um, seen that. But uh, wow. supposedly Osaka was kind of out of it. She was just not playing up to her her full speed. Uh, I think it might have been a mental thing because she's, yeah. she's pretty in shape for – I mean, this year she's doing pretty well for her performance um, in yeah. different tournaments. Well, we'll see what happens in the Open if they, mm-hmm. they meet up again. They're probably going the same side of the draw, though. I don't know. What's Serena's seed? Do you know? Um, Serena Seed, I'd have to look that up. She's okay. Well, they just they just played the they just played that tournament, so I I think she's still in it right now, um, or it's still continuing. I mean, like, what oh. was she? They come in the the open with. Um, oh, with the open. Probably. Yeah, in in the Montreal yeah in the Montreal Cup, she was seated uh she was seated eighth. Um, but her her wow. WTA uh, singles ranking her WTA uh, singles ranking is tenth, so she's she's still within the top ten. But I think because she hasn't played a lot of the smaller tournaments this year, um, I mean that doesn't that doesn't uh, hurt her hurt her her spot. But there's other players that are playing more more than her. And if right. if they win um, win titles, then they they get more points, I guess. Right. Uh, or accumulate more points. Uh, so, so yeah, they see each other in the final then, or you know, if, in the U.S. Open, if they're not too closely ranked. Yeah, yeah, they, they, yeah, they they could even have a, a rematch in like a earlier round. So right. we'll see what's coming up. Uh, I know for calendar wise, uh, the Western Southern Open starts, uh, I believe, tomorrow um, or this upcoming week. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see how players do. So. Um, listeners, this, that's the Western Southern Open. It's in Cincinnati, Ohio. It's basically the the I guess the the biggest smaller tournament right before the the U.S. Open, um, hard court series. Um, I visited. I went there a few times for being involved on the USTA Midwest. They had a uh, committee meeting out there, so I got a chance to see some of the the stars right on the 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 big stage but since it's a smaller uh grounds you can you can get pretty close up uh us open though that's that's super exciting uh kayla and i have both been there before kaylin do you have any uh do you have anything you want to share from your us open experience 
Yeah, def definitely get some rest before you go. <laughs> I uh, only had a night, no, a day pass at Arthur Ashe Stadium. It was huge. I mean, it's nothing like TV. I always mm -hmm. said, mm -hmm. I was watching on TV and I get an up, up close view, closer view than I would in the stadium. But um, I had really good seats. Um, compliment, compliments to Wilson. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Uh, but it was, it was nice. It was it was worth it, the travel going to New York. Um, but I would definitely say get some rest before you go to your <laughs> to your your matches mm -hmm. um, because it it can be exhausting, especially with long matches. You're sitting there in the stadium. The lights are bright. You're moving mm -hmm. your head left and right. If you're too close to you know to the court, it, it can get tiring. <laughs> Um, I also would say go out on the grounds because some of the best matches are not in the, in the stadium. Some of them are outside on the um, on the open court. So definitely give those uh, check those out. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah, uh, U.S. Uh, what's it called? The Billy Jean uh, Billy Jean King uh, Tennis uh, Center. They just renovated the grounds within yeah. these recent years, so it's really great. Um, lots of room to walk around and go explore. They have great food, drinks. Um, and then, yeah, what Kayla mentioned, tennis is awesome. So yes. seeing in person live, uh, whether it's the U.S. Open or even at one of these smaller tournaments or even a, a challenger event, uh, mm -hmm. go go for it. Go, please, because so. you see these, these like Rafa Nadal and Sloan Stevens and um, some of these unknown players, and they can smack the ball. And, <laughs> I mean, one thing is not to get not to get discouraging, but you think you can hit the ball. When you go see these people live, you're like, oh my gosh, the consistency, mm -hmm. their strokes are just so pure and just, oh, it's just mm -hmm. amazing. Mm -hmm. Yes, definitely. Yeah, so US Open, really great time, and it's coming soon. So if, even if you can't get to it live, uh, watch it on TV. It's being streamed all over, and it's one of the biggest uh, tournaments, uh, tennis tournaments that people watch uh, throughout the year. So that that's our little spiel on US Open. And, I'm not affiliated with the U.S. Open, but I have a lot of great things on because I've had many great experiences on there. But, uh, yeah, Kaylin has been a great special guest um, on our podcast, and we just want to give a huge shout-out to, to Kaylin and his time and his effort and everything he has done um, in his career so far and, and insp hopefully inspiring all you listeners out there um, to, be, to strive towards what you're passionate about and uh, things that you want to do or accomplish – uh, this year, next year, in the coming years, um, whatever your whatever your timeline is, just plan out and just go do it. So, uh, I, sure. yeah. So, Kaylin, um, do you want to give our listeners maybe uh, something to, to leave with? Um, like Connor says, like a the word of the day. Yeah. So, um, one quote that I listen to on Dave Ramsey's live, I listen to him every day, is always begin with the end in mind. Um, yes, go for your goals, go for what you're passionate about, but always begin with the end in mind. What do you want to accomplish after you begin this, right? So I just want to leave, leave you with that. That's that's really great. <laughs> and yeah. thanks for having me, KJ. This mm -hmm. is awesome, for mm -hmm. sure. I'll invite me back if you, if you want to. Mm -hmm. It's up to you. But yeah. It was an amazing experience. Yeah, this is a great experience. And also, too, yeah, Caitlin, how can our listeners reach out to you or if they have questions, um, how can they follow you, learn more about um, what you do? Yeah, you can follow me on Instagram at Freedom Life Influencer. 
Um, I have my YouTube channel is my name, Kaylin, K A L E N Bryant. Yes, like Kobe Bryant, but I'm not related. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you can also follow me on Twitter as the same as Freedom Life Influencer. Awesome, that's really good stuff. We're gonna add his his um, following uh, social media stuff uh, linked into our YouTube link in, in the notes section. Again, to give us a thumbs up, like us, comment us, uh, shoot myself uh, a DM or however you want to reach us. We're, we're more than welcome. And like we mentioned before, we might mention you on our next podcast. So uh, that's it. Thanks for uh, tuning in to the Daily Grind. Until next time, my name is Kelly, and thank you.